Hello everyone, and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban, I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church Australia on the beautiful Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast anytime, come and join us as we meet together and we share in the Word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. And for more details, you can visit our website, which is www.refinerylife.org. We hope you enjoy this message and that you really get a touch from God today. So this week, we're continuing our series titled Standing Firm Under Stress. And the messages will come from Peter's first epistle. Peter knew what it meant to be under pressure. And he wrote to the people who were under the pressure of persecution. And folks, that day is coming again, let me tell you. His book speaks of the personal needs of God's people today. And God's people have a living hope. The text we're concentrating on is 1 Peter 1-3. It says, Blessed, gratefully praised and adored be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom according to his abundant and boundless mercy has caused us to be born again, that is to be reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and set apart for his purpose, to an ever-living hope and confident assurance through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And the scripture reading we'll be going through is 1 Peter 3.15. It says, But in in your hearts... Set Christ apart as holy, acknowledging him, giving him first place in your lives as Lord. Always be ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks you to account for the hope and confident assurance that is within you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. And then 1 Peter 5.10 says, After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who imparts his blessing and favor, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself complete, confirm, strengthen, and establish you, making you what you ought to be. Hope along with faith and love is one of the three personal graces of a Christian. 1 Corinthians 13.13 says, And now there remain faith, abiding trust in God and his promises, hope, confident expectation of eternal salvation, love, unselfish love for others growing out of God's love for me. These three, the choicest of graces, but the greatest of these is love. Peter had experienced the death of hope when Jesus was crucified and the renewal of hope when he was resurrected again. Peter praised God that he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's 1 Peter 1, three. And note especially the word again. Hope had died and was revived by Jesus' resurrection. The death of hope. Hope died for Peter when Jesus died. Peter had affirmed Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God in Matthew 16, 16. says, Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed, the Son of the living God. But he misunderstood the nature of the Messiah in Matthew 16, 21 to 23. This is when Jesus foretells of his death. 
says, from that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples clearly that he must go to Jerusalem and endure many things at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, the Sanhedrin, the Jewish high court, and be killed and be raised from death to life on the third day. Peter took him aside to speak to him privately and began to reprimand him, saying, May God forbid it. This will never happen to you. Verse 23, But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Have you ever done that yourself? Have you ever tried to reprimand Jesus because you didn't like what he was saying? But Peter was loyal to Jesus. Let's have a look at John 66, sorry, 666 to 69. And it's Peter's confession of faith. It says, as a result of this, many of his disciples abandoned him and no longer walked with him. Let me tell you, plant a church and that's what happens most of the time. Verse 67, so Jesus said to the 12 disciples, you do not want to leave too, do you? And Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. You are our only hope. Verse 69. We have believed and confidently trusted, and even more, we have come to know by personal observation and experience that you are the Holy One of God, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then we go to John 13, 37 says, Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And during Jesus' trial and crucifixion, Luke twenty two fifty four says, Then they seized him and led him away and brought him to the elegant house of the Jewish high priest. And Peter was following at a safe distance. But Peter did follow. He might have been at a safe distance, but he did follow. And although the look on Jesus' face after Peter denied him in Luke twenty two sixty one broke Peter's heart, he still believed and had hope. Let's read it. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord and how he had told him, Before a rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. Can you imagine that look on Jesus' face? And then concerning Jesus' crucifixion, we see in Mark 15, 31, 32, it says, In the same way the chief priests also along with the scribes were ridiculing and mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved others from death. He cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed, the King of Israel now come down from the cross so that we may see and believe and trust in him. Those who were crucified with him were also insulting him. Peter probably expected Jesus to do just that and come down from the cross. But when Jesus died, hope died as well. It was night. And perhaps one of the disciples expected Christ to rise again, even though he repeatedly told them that he would. Hope died for the other disciples when Jesus died as well. Let's look at some illustrations from Scripture. Mark 16, 1-3 talks of the resurrection. It says, When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, the mother of James and Salome, purchased sweet-smelling spices so that they might go and anoint him. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they were saying to one another, 
Who will roll back the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? When the angels at the empty tomb reminded them that Jesus promised to rise on the third day. Let's look at Luke 24, 8. It says, and they remembered his words. We need to remember Jesus' words. The disciples refused to believe the woman's report about the empty tomb and the angels because it says in Luke 24, 11, but their report seemed to them like idle talk and nonsense and they would not believe them. How many times have we said to someone, Jesus said this, this is what Jesus told me and we don't believe them. The message may not be for the church, it may not be for the person they're telling, but maybe just be for them. And we think it's nonsense. However, Peter and John did run to the tomb to find out about the grave robbery. They assumed his body was taken. And Peter saw the cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. And finally, the other disciple also went inside. He saw and believed, it says in John 20, 7 to 8. It says, in the burial face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the other linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Now just look at that picture by itself before we go on to the next verse. When we go to a restaurant and we have a napkin, it's normally on our lap. If we leave to go to the bathroom or to, to do something else, we normally fold it and leave it sitting on the table. And that's a sign to the waiter that you're not finished. And that's what Jesus was doing here. The, the wrap that was over his face was folded or rolled, which meant he was not finished. Let's go to verse 8. So the other disciple who had reached the tomb first went in too, and he saw the wrappings and the face cloth and believed without any doubt that Jesus had risen from the dead. This is evidence that John had not only believed before this experience, sorry, had not believed before this experience. Cleopas and his unnamed companion had no hope. Remember, they're walking along the road. And referring to Jesus who had been crucified, they said in Luke 24, 21, but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel and set our nation free. Indeed, besides all this, it is the third day since these things happened. They were talking to Jesus and they didn't recognize him. The revival of hope by Jesus' resurrection is our second major point here. Let's look at some of Jesus' appearances. He appeared to the women in Luke 24, 1-8. He appeared to Mary Magdalene in John 20, 118, to Cleopas and his friend in Luke 24, 13 to 32, as he walked with them, to Simon Peter in Luke 24, 33 to 35, and 1 Corinthians 15, 5. He appeared to all the disciples except Thomas in Luke 24, 36 to 43, and in John 20, 19 to 25. He appeared to all the disciples the next Sunday night, in John 20, 26-31, he appeared to seven disciples by the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus repeated the miraculous haul of fish, as at the time of Peter's call to the ministry, as a reaffirmment of Peter's apostleship in John 21. Sorry, John 21. He appeared to about 500 at once, perhaps at the Mountain of Galilee, as Jesus had 
pointed before his death in Matthew 28, 16 to 20, and 1 Corinthians 15, 6. He appeared to James, the half-brother of Jesus, in 1 Corinthians 15, 7, and to the disciples at Jerusalem, then at the Mount of Olives, and the Ascension in Luke 24, 44 to 53, and Acts 1, 3 to 12. Peter and the other disciples now knew that Christ lived. They witnessed this truth even to the point of exile and martyrdom. Their scriptures had been reinterpreted by Jesus. He opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. That's what we need to do. We need to open our minds. He showed them in the Old Testament in Luke 24, 46, 47. It says, and he said, And so it is written that the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed, would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance was necessary for forgiveness of sins and would be preached in his name to all of the nations beginning from Jerusalem. Jesus had commissioned them to preach the gospel to all nations. They were to start in Jerusalem, then go to Judea and Samaria and then to the whole world. They were to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit to inaugurate the gospel age. They obeyed, and at Pentecost the Holy Spirit came as promised. Check out Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Luke 24, 48 to 49, John 20, 21, and Acts 1, 2. Our call is to go forth and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our call is not to go and fill stadiums. Our call is not to go and prophesy over everyone. Our call is not to have a word of knowledge for everyone. Our call is to go forth and make disciples. And Christian hope is reasonable. Every reason for believing in God, the Father, and God, the Son, is a reason for hope. Every experience of God the Holy Spirit, is a reason for hope, including our salvation and the witness of the Holy Spirit and the witness of Peter and others whose hope was revived by Jesus' resurrection is a reason for hope. I really want to encourage you folks to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us that we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for him and he can make you whole, spirit, soul and body. You're important to God and you're important to us at the refinery. When it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and whatever you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. Until next time, stay in the blessings.